1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: It's talking about Rome and it's talking about Roman Catholicism and that Roman Catholicism is the great harlot. It's the woman riding the beast. This, listen, this false religious system is going to be much bigger than Roman Catholicism. It may include... Roman Catholicism, but it's also going to include liberal Protestantism and Eastern Orthodox churches and other faith systems. It's going to include all of it.
1: We've seen a big push for this kind of unity already in our world, haven't we? The message is that your truth is your truth, and all that really matters is that you believe in it and yourself. This has become a unifying doctrine amongst well-meaning but lukewarm branches of Christianity, And it's touched other religions as well. As Pastor Dan will remind us in today's message, this doctrine is very alluring because it sounds good on the surface, but it rejects the truth of who Jesus is. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 17 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: The Bible says, give me your attention, the Bible says there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And what does that mean? That means there's only one God and there's only one way to that God. It's through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way. Jesus did not say, I am a way. Jesus said, I am the truth. Not a truth, but the truth. Jesus said, I am the life. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but through me. He's the only way to God. Jesus is the only way to God. He's the door. He's the only door. Jesus, Jesus is exclusive. And so if there is one God, and there's only one way to that God, and that's through Jesus Christ, that means every other way is false. Jesus is the truth. That makes every other thing false. Every other religious system false. Because he said he's the only way. Now, I I understand, I recognize that that's not a popular thing to say. And that may even offend some of you. And I, I recognize and I know that there are people who worship in other faith systems that are loving people and kind people and generous people and sincere people. But that doesn't change the truth. And Jesus is the truth. And the Bible says that Jesus is the only way of salvation. And he's the only way to the one true God. And what this verse is saying here is that this mystery Babylon, this, this religious system that's always been at work throughout human history since Genesis 11 and the Tower of Babel, that this mystery Babylon is the mother of all false religions, of all the other religions. They all come from this mystery Babylon. All the other abominations in the earth, they all come from the Tower of Babel and the mystery Babylon in this system that will be in place and dominant during the tribulation period, that all, all of the world's religions will be able to kind of coexist together as one. And that they'll be brought together as one. And I would say to that, well, the world, the world seems to already be heading that direction. And I think about, uh, if you remember back after 9-11, when that happened, and there was... There was, there was such, a, uh, such a push for all the religions to unite. Remember, there was a big event, I think, at Yankee Stadium in New York City. And it's just, it, there was a lot of talk of all of the religions coming together, and we're all one. It's just interesting how a, a, a tragedy like that, Kind of brought that to the forefront. And then going into the tribulation period where it's just going to be unimaginable, tragedies happening, you can see how the world will kind of come together as as one under this religious system where every every belief system is accepted under this this system that will be in place. Every, everyone will be accepted, everyone except one. There'll be one religious system that will be rejected. You look at verse 6. Verse 6. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. True born-again believers in Jesus Christ will be rejected under this system. The truth will be rejected under this false system. And this false system will accept and embrace everybody else, but they're going to persecute the true Christians. And they will be drunk with the blood of the saints. That, and what that means is that the false church will kind of revel in persecuting believers. Much like a drunk person you know, revels in their alcohol. Let's get another drink. Let's have another one. And there's, there's going to be this sense at that time of just reveling in persecuting and killing Christians. And it says here, look at the verse, John marveled with great amazement when he saw this. And he marvels because it's, it's not some pagan government persecuting the, the Christians. It's not the Roman Empire doing this. It's, it's the church at that time. It's people that are professing to believe in God. It's people that are, are religious, people that are, are, are naming the name of Jesus Christ, but it's a different Jesus Christ. And John, John is stunned by this. He's stunned. He just can't believe it. He's amazed. Now, historically, some of the most vicious persecution against Christians has been done by religious systems, by religious people. One commentator said, false religion is always the worst enemy of true religion. Jesus Christ was condemned to die by the religious leaders of Judaism. Right? They, they sought to destroy him. The very people who should have recognized him as their Messiah, they sought to destroy him. You know, maybe in your own life, uh, you know, on a much smaller scale, of course, uh, if, if you've experienced any kind of hostility to your Christian faith, maybe your experience has been that that hostility has come from religious people. You know, maybe you have a family member or family members who are religious. They go to church. Uh, they, they, they seem to be religious. They profess a faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and they've been you know, the strongest critics against you for your faith in Jesus Christ. And when you, uh, when you step out in faith to do things for the Lord, you know, they're the ones who attack you for it. Not the non-believers in your family. The non-believers think, well, you're just crazy, but whatever you want to do, do it. But, but it's the religious people usually who come against you and speak out against you. The religious people are always the worst enemy of true believers. And during the tribulation period, the false church will persecute the true church. Now I want you to turn over with me to second uh, Timothy chapter three. Second Timothy chapter three. And here the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he says in verse one, but know this that in the last days, so that's our context, the end times, the last days, perilous times will come. And he's talking about perilous times for the church in the church. He's not talking about the things that are going on in the world here. He's talking about the things that are going to be happening among people who are naming the name of God and claiming to be believers. He says, in the the church perilous times will come. Here's what's going to happen. And and this is is describing this this Babylon religious system. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, People, people in the church in the last days. He's describing people in the church in the last days. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. That's a sign of the last days. When you have children that are just disobedient to their parents. Now, it could be because the parents aren't disciplining their kids, too. Don't just say, if your kids are unruly, don't say, what's well, the last days? And it's just that, you know, that's what they're supposed to be. No. Discipline your kids. Please, discipline your kids. Unthankful, unholy. Again, we're talking about people in the church in the last days. They're described as unholy, unloving. Jesus said people will know us by our love for one another. The last day's church will be unloving, unforgiving. (laughs) We forgive others because God, for Christ's sake, forgave us, right? But the last day's church will be unforgiving, slanderers, Without self-control. That's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. For this last day's church. They're not going to have the Holy Spirit. Because it's a false church. Brutal. Despisers of good. Can people that claim to be followers of God. They're going to despise good. Traitors. Headstrong. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure. Rather than lovers of God. But they're going to claim to love God. having a form of godliness. You know, they're going to be religious. They're going to go to church. They're going to keep religious rituals and routines or whatever. They have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. This, this is this last day's church, this, uh, this Babylonian church, this Babylonian religious system. It's going to be the church of Laodicea, you remember earlier in Revelation, Jesus is on the outside of the church and he's knocking on the door asking to be invited into so He's not even in the church. But it's a church. It's, they're still gathering together. They still have a form of godliness. But they don't have Jesus in that church. They don't have the Holy Spirit in that church. It's just, it's just religion. And that, that's this Babylonian religion that's going to be in place in the tribulation period. Go back to chapter 17 for me. I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com.
1: Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: Verse 7, the angel who's speaking to John now, uh, this angel begins to explain to John what will happen to to this woman, this great harlot this false church during the tribulation period, how, how it will be judged. This angel starts to explain it so it's easier for John to understand what's happening. Verse 7, But the angel said to me, Why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. Aren't you glad this angel cleared this all up for us? And we can just move on now. Now it's so clear. So the, the beast, which is the Antichrist, is identified first... Uh, and, and, and again, he was referred to back in chapter 11, verse 7, as coming up out of the bottomless pit. And, he's, and the angel says the world will marvel at the beast. We saw that back in chapter 13, uh, verses 3 and 4. Remember, the beast is going to receive some kind of head wound uh, and, and apparently die, but then comes back to life. The Antichrist is a counterfeit Jesus Christ, and so the Antichrist will have some form of a death and resurrection, and the people will marvel at that. That's back in chapter 13. Because he was, then is not, and yet is. Verse 9, here is the mind which has wisdom, the seven heads or seven mountains on which the woman Sits And so the seven heads of the beast are identified here by the angel as seven mountains on which the woman or the harlot, this false church, sits during the tribulation period. Some, uh, and many in fact, interpret uh, this to refer to Rome, and that Rome will be the center of this false religious system, because Rome is known as a city that is built on seven hills, And so they say this is talking about Rome. Ellicott City is also built on seven hills, by the way. Could be talking about Ellicott City. So is Newtown, Massachusetts. It's built on seven hills. Albany, New York's on seven hills as well. There's a lot of possibilities if it's seven hills. The Greek word here is mountains. It's not hills. It's mountains. It could refer to Rome but we can't say absolutely that it is. Neither can we say that it's referring to the Roman Catholic Church, which is what you often hear. That teaching became popular during the Reformation, Protestant Reformation. That it's talking about Rome, and it's talking about Roman Catholicism, and that Roman Catholicism is the great harlot. It's the woman riding the beast. This listen. This false religious system is going to be much bigger than Roman Catholicism. It may include Roman Catholicism, but it's also going to include liberal Protestantism and Eastern Orthodox churches and other faith systems. It's going to include all of it. You know, once the true believers are removed in the rapture, and there are true believers in every church. There are true believers in the Catholic Church. There's true believers in the Orthodox Church. There's true believers in liberal Protestant churches. Despite the churches, they're not true believers because of those churches necessarily. Despite those churches, they're people that have true saving faith in Jesus Christ. And once all the true believers are removed from all the churches—good churches, bad churches, in between churches—once all the true believers are removed, you're just you're left with the tears. Once the sheep are removed, you've got goats now that are running things, and this false religious system is going to be created out of that. In the Bible, mountains are sometimes a figure of governments. You know that that's a more um, biblical interpretation. We want to stick to you know what the Bible says and try to let the Bible interpret the Bible. And in the Bible, mountains are often a reference to. Government. I'll give you an example. You don't have to turn there. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days, the last days, the end times, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of all the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. There it's talking about the mountain of the Lord's house will be above all the mountains and above all the hills on the earth. It's not saying that God is going to, when Jesus returns, He's going to build His house on the highest mountain. He's not going to build His house on Mount Everest. It's saying that His government, His authority is going to be over all the other authorities, all the other governments that are upon the earth. Isaiah 9 says the governments will be upon His shoulders, and He'll rule over all of the earth as King of kings, And Lord of Lords. So, mountains in the scriptures refers quite often to governments. And so, these seven mountains in verse 9, it could refer to seven governments or seven kingdoms uh, who form some kind of alliance with this false church. Um, Look at verse 10. We've got to move quickly here. There is also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is and the other has not yet come, and when he comes, he must continue a short time. Verse 10 is more tricky than verse 9, isn't it? Pretty tricky here. Now, most commentators believe uh, that these seven kings refer to seven world empires. Five have fallen. Five world empires had fallen before John's day. Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece. One is. That refers to the world empire in John's day, the Roman empire. The other has not yet come. That refers to the one empire that will come into existence at the beginning of the tribulation period, but it's only going to last for a short time because the Antichrist is going to come to power out of it. Verse 11, The beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth and is of the seven and is going to perdition. So this beast, the Antichrist, will come out of this last world empire. Uh, He will be of the seven, meaning he will share the characteristics of the seven previous empires. We saw that back in chapter 13. And I like the end of verse 11. Also back in verse 8, we're told he's going to perdition. He's going to be destroyed. Just so you know, we're talking about this beast, this Antichrist. He's going to come to power. But just as a reminder, he's going to be destroyed in the end. So don't worry. The ten horns which you saw, verse 12, are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet. Uh, but, so they have some kind of delegated authority. But they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. For one hour means for an appointed time. So they receive authority for an appointed time as kings with the beast. Uh, This could be the ten nations spoken of in Daniel chapter 2. Again, we can't say for sure what this is talking about. Uh, But these ten, whatever they are, these ten kings, they're of one mind and they give their power and their authority to the beast. So they're going to give their power. Whatever the power is they have, they're going to give it to the beast. And then the Holy Spirit just drops verse 14 in here for us to give us some peace of mind as we're reading this. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with Him are called, chosen, and faithful. Whoever these ten kings are, whatever they're ruling over, uh, doesn't really matter. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, is going to come back, and He's going to defeat them, and He's going to rule as king of kings. That's all that's really important for us. Then he said to me, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, these, these are those ten kings, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate and naked, eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. The, the false church, and we're almost finished here, the false church will ride the beast to power. And this false church will make uh, an alliance with the kings of the world for her own gain. She's going to use her, her political connections for her own purposes and for her own agenda to rise uh, to power. But then these political leaders will also use the false church. And we see that, don't we? We see that in politics today. Where you have politicians who will use the church and you've got churches who are trying to use politicians. And they they both have their agenda. And that's what's going to happen during this tribulation period. But at some point, what it's telling us here, at some point... The Antichrist will no longer need the support of this church. And the Antichrist and these ten kings that are associated with the Antichrist, they're gonna turn against the false church and they're gonna destroy the false church because they don't need it anymore.
3: He asked me how I know and I say, sure than the
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study and Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see
3: the signs and I recognize the hands that craft them. I know because I know His voice and it only takes